0: Hi. Hey,
2: everyone. Welcome back to another episode of M's The Word.
0: COVID lockdown part two special. Oh,
2: oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think that this was going to happen. I know that's probably very naive of me, but I just did not imagine that they were going to do a second well, lockdown. When
0: you consider 99.9% of people recover from it. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't consider it either.
2: <laughs> Here we are, though. Yeah. I feel like this one... We're day two in as we record this. But mm. I feel like this one, it isn't as strict. And because in Lockdown England, light, they call it, we've been quite lucky with the weather. The sun has come out. It's very cold, like crisp, sunny, autumnal couple of days we've had. So there's a lot of people out walking. Everyone's kind of in, enjoying the weather. And I feel like that's kind of lifted everyone's mood a little bit. Yeah. The last couple of days, I'm not sure what it's going to be like once we get that really like horrible cold sideways rain, rain. Yeah. yeah sideways rain
0: yeah um it, that's gonna add a whole new dimension to it but like you said at the moment we went out for it we went out this morning for a dog walk and people were just like sort of saying hi and everyone's in good spirits and it doesn't feel as dystopian or as repressive as the first time it happened it just feels like we know what to do now I suppose we're a little bit prepared for it we know what's coming
2: although i won't lie on wednesday evening so it was the last last evening of freedom before a lockdown uh, actually happened on thursday we uh, went out to have an an indian with a couple of our friends and i did I ha- we had such a nice evening obviously a curfew at 10 but when 10 o'clock hit i did get this really like heavy feeling of like oh that's it now for a month yeah, no was- more
0: it was the final supper.
2: Yeah, no more eating out. No more like hanging out with people. It's ju- it was well, just a bit like... Uh, yeah, I know out for you can, but it's freaking freezing. <laughs> yeah, just
0: wrap up nice and warm, grab a coffee and go for a walk with a friend. I th- I don't know, there seems to be a different vibe this time.
2: I think everyone has been very friendly the last couple of days. When we've been out on our walks, Seth and I have been doing these big like 7k walks that over the last couple of days. And people want to talk to each other don't they strangers want to kind of have that communication and and say hello and yeah it's just that's quite a nice thing to take from it
0: i actually my work my i've been doing my workouts in the park now and even some people walking past they're like oh good on you and stuff like that that's and nice. sort of acknowledging you it just know. it just feels like there's a different feeling in the air mm. i like I, I don't know uh, i've got I'm, got I'm going in very positive i, I before this happened I decided, and Hannah both decided, we had this kind of little thing between us. We said, "Look, we should just not drink for the duration of however long the lockdown is. Just, just not drink for that amount of time, because I'm a firm believer in drinking is very is the sort of thing you should do when you are celebrating you're in, or when you're in good spirits, and it's not the sort of thing you should do almost when you're stressed or upset, and you use it as a or as a kind escape. of
2: numb the feelings that you need to just sit with and feel exactly yeah. that. I definitely feel like in the last lockdown. I did drink too much, and I feel like a lot of the people listening probably mm. <laughs> feel a, a similar thing. I know a lot of my friends uh, were the same, just sometimes out of boredom, just out of like sheer boredom. And the weather was nice, and yeah. the kids were at home twenty four seven. That's so, another thing. Yeah. Have,
0: have the kids not being at home this time is a blessing. We don't. We're not. We're not stressed out, or there's no eye twitching going on because the kids are at, uh, at school and nursery. Yeah, I feel
2: like they just need... They're both at that age, though, where they just need the stimulation. and uh, Mummy can't give them the stimulation (laughs) anymore. (laughs) I think they
0: need a break from us just as much as we need a break from them, if we're being honest. Yeah. You know? Because they are like little chimps, aren't they? They just sort of, like, jump all over the furniture. And part of me is always like, I want to be like, don't jump on the furniture. But then part of me is like, don't be the sort of dad tells your kid not to jump on the furniture
2: i always remember going around to my friend charlotte's house when i was in year seven at school so i was about 11 or 12 and her mum gave us a bag of crisps each after school but we we had to sit at the kitchen table and eat a bag of crisps because we weren't allowed to go into the lounge with a bag of crisps and i was just like I was so shocked by it Mm. because that's not how we behaved in our house like we were allowed to take snacks into the lounge and sit on the sofa and watch tv and chat and stuff we didn't it wasn't so regimented and I felt I was actually like scared to like make a mess in her house yeah um but yeah it was such a different situation like my parents were so much more relaxed same here about that
0: I'm aware that we've segued into parent chat and when That's we did right. yeah I know but when we did sit down to decide what to do on this podcast we decided let's not define ourselves as parents but I suppose it's a big fat big part of our lives but one of those major parts of our lives um being a parent but I want to um just come out and say something just to move off the parent subject I'm missing v- making vlogs there's a Are part, you? yeah there's a part of me which is um aching to make them again uh, I you know I I I was conflicted when we stopped doing them do I just kind of fizzle them out or do I do a big sensational kind of goodbye in this crazy big video but I was like I don't know it just felt like the fizzling I don't think what I you know.
2: need to complete like just leave it but then if I do open. go
0: off on a big bang I don't want to be like bye we're leaving and then <laughs> be like the way, oh hi guys we're deciding <laughs> to come back so that kind of pushes you into a corner if you do it that way so but I feel like that need I've got that burning like ache to do it again and I've got I don't know I've We've had so much time off making those type of videos that I feel like I want to do it again. I
2: think the good thing that I found about not filming so much over the last few weeks has been being able to focus on photography and other aspects of what we do. Like for me, it's like creating outfits or Mm. writing a blog post or whatever. I've had more time freed up because I'm not filming. Yeah. Um, So that's been a good thing to come out of it. Anyway, how's your week been, Steph?
0: How was my week? It's been?
2: Friday! Woo! You got you got online <laughs> zoomy poker tonight, don't you? I've
0: got online zoomy poker. I uh, uh, yeah, that's one of the one of the best things that came out of last lockdown is our well, a group of our, us when we were when we were like younger about three hundred years ago used to all get together and go to my 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 friends' house and and we'd all play poker around the table and it was great and we loved it. But no, it's it's good. We all sit there and we have a zoom opened up and we all sort of sit there and chat and play poker and there's no there's no kind of pressure to. You know, if you were to sit there with a with a pint with somebody, there's a pressure to fill every silence or, or to say just to constantly talk. Whereas if you're playing poker, you've got something else, face on yeah. there where you can be quiet for a bit and not talk, and that's quite nice actually. It's not so intense. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, the week's been good. I had a blood test today to check my testosterone levels. I thought I'd get them checked out because I'm a bit of a, just like to do this sort of thing every now and again. Gets get an MOT, so I thought I'd get. I that really checked don't out.
2: think that you're going to be lacking in testosterone. Well,
0: I just listened to Joe Rogan and he's talking about how like he's on like he takes like hormone replacement therapy or something he just to he gets but bo- get boosters and i was like well maybe i need those boosters
2: he's a lot older than you know
0: yeah i don't know uh, well I, yeah but i'm just gonna have a look it's anyway part soon. of
2: your midlife crisis isn't it <laughs>
0: you get to a certain age you just want to make it sure everything's in in check and everything's in order
2: no i think given the current climate it is it's good to have the once over and mm. make sure everything's running smoothly and ticking along nicely
0: so I'll finish how talking about how I am, uh, and then we'll move over and ask you the same question. But I just want to say before I do that, I uh,
2: thanks for laying that out.
0: I did. Get, I didn't really think I was being greedy and just hogging all the limelight. So no, I I'm did, used to that. <laughs> shut up, you. I did get a a, a message from somebody. I put out uh, a last week actually, as you listen to this, our last video, our last podcast that we put out. I I had an interview with a urology surgeon who's a bit of a skeptic in terms of how we dealt with the COVID measures, and I, I put that out thinking uh, this is going to probably unleash a lot of hell uh with people telling me how just telling me I'm a fascist or something I don't know people were just getting angry at me and uh I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't that many it was only a handful of people told me I was a scumbag um I I didn't really say anything controversial it was more of the fact is um I just don't think that we're necessarily handling this the right way uh and I think there's probably better ways that we could be doing it but I am also acutely aware that I'm I'm an, I'm, a, I'm a 40 year old man that uses emojis
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not an epidemiologist I'm not a statistician. I'm not a, well, a politician. I'm not, uh, you know, I'm just, an, I'm a bit of a fool. So I don't really know. So I have no idea if I'm right or not. I just sort of go on in my instinct and I don't even know if that instinct's right or not. It's just, just yeah. Uh, this is the problem. Some people say, oh, you know, you shouldn't be, uh, you know, if you've got a voice, you shouldn't be saying these things. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? I, I can't help the way I am. It's just the how I talk and what I think. I'm not going to lie. And
2: I think that's sometimes the difficult thing about having a small online presence is that people expect you to always be correct and always be Mm. researched and stuff and it's like just a normal human you're not always gonna say and do the right things as long as i
0: caveat by saying don't listen to anything (laughs) i say isn't probably going to be wrong but i did get one message from somebody who said i've been following you for years now and i've watched all your videos and all your instagrams and everything and been a huge fan but I'm really disappointed and I feel like that's such a waste of time that I, I followed you for this amount of time because you almost doubt, you basically she got so upset that I was doubting the fact that we, I just didn't think that we should close gyms um, and she felt so strongly about that that she kind of thought that everything else now that you've done is irrelevant to me and I, I'm never going to kind of follow you ever again, I'm just going to, you're, you're you're dead to me now and I feel like that's uh, I, that that stuck with me a bit because I was a bit upset. Cause I was like, well, it goes to that. There's a word for that thing. We've talked about it before. The purity standard, where it you could get on with somebody 99 percent of the time and 1 of the time they say something that you don't agree with and you find that so egregious that you choose just to completely alienate them and i, I never knew where that came from i was like where does that where's purity standards come from like what What's what's the cause of that and then i listened to a, a joe rogan podcast where he talked to the guy who write um who uh, wrote that social dilemma film that's on netflix you haven't seen it yet have you
2: no, I'm I'm purposely avoiding that because yeah. I feel like it's gonna make me not want to do my job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I got about, I think I got about twenty minutes through um, into it, and I had to stop watching it because it was a little bit, it felt a bit manipulative in terms of how uh, the, the sinister music happening between. It was a bit partisan. I don't know. I just couldn't really get on board with it. So I, I after about twenty minutes, I, I stopped watching it. The guy's called the guy who wrote it called Tristan something. I can't remember a second name, but anyway, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast and actually him talking about it was for me fascinating just when he was just open dialogue about the whole process of social media and how um, how it works and the purity standard thing comes very much from social media and how social media polarizes people because it, it I always thought people created their own echo chambers in life like you create these echo chambers that you exist in and with all these opinions that reinforce your own opinions but you don't it's created for you by the social media sites they actually create your echo chamber and put you inside it and 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 you find yourself then polarized and you find yourself then uh, you have the, that purity standard comes out of it because you're very much then like what well, if anything isn't aligned with how I feel which is being reinforced so much then you are now my enemy And I find that really sad. It's one of the hardest things. Like I get that social media causes depression, it causes anxiety issues, it causes loneliness. It's the polarization. That's the part of it that I find the most egregious, the most difficult part of me to be able to cope with. I think that's the part of me that I don't have empathy for what people when they kind of, when they, you know, somebody's sad or lonely or depressed from social media consumption, I feel kind of an element of empathy for them. But I don't feel that when they are polarized from Mm. it that almost angers me because i think don't let yourself become polarized don't uh, it's one of the uh, one of the frustrations anyway sorry yes roundabout way i got that message it annoyed me a bit but then i went on a bit of a rabbit hole in my own mind and listened to a few podcasts and it kind of all made sense of why that person thought that and therefore i don't think they're to blame for thinking that i think it's a bigger a bigger thing social media is to blame for that (laughs) anyway how are you
2: (laughs) oh bloody hell I feel like I need a drink after that speech. I am having a week where I'm trying to just kind of really make a little bubble and keep it all really simple and just enjoy things like walking the dogs and, I don't know, really simple home things you know basically trying to prepare myself for having to enjoy simple home things for the next four weeks
0: is that why we have a candle now when we're eating dinner
2: yeah well no we have a candle when we're eating dinner because i'm reading this book (laughs) about uh, the study of happiness written by this danish scientist and one of the studies that he does in the book talks about how happy candlelight and fire makes people and that there's been studies where people who eat by candlelight or by the fireside they tend to stay on average 15 to 20 minutes longer at the table chatting to each other and it becomes less about quickly eating your dinner and then walking off and Carrying on with whatever it is you are doing, it becomes more about like the togetherness of the meal and communicating and talking about how you how your day was and how you feel and stuff. And I just I really loved that, and I just thought it was such an easy thing to do, isn't it? To plonk a candle in the middle of the table, and we never do it, and it does change the whole atmosphere. It it really does, and I think it's it's funny that it's almost associated with romance, isn't it? If you have a candle on your dinner table, well, at least I guess in England, anyway. Um, but just to have it there, it feels like, it feels like a little cozy luxury, you know?
0: Yeah. I, nice. I like, I like your way of framing lockdown part two of just almost simplifying things, making this cozy little bubble yeah, and just um, not overcomplicating it and just kind of floating along in that bubble. Yeah. That's, that's, uh,
2: I'm feeling very much like last time I drank too much, definitely. And I sort of put loads of pressure on myself to be, entertaining the children all the time, getting out of the house like once a day, um, cooking and like I feel like I'm definitely now more in the headspace of like, okay, this is a really weird fucked up year for everyone and if I have a day where I feel really shit and down and I don't know why and all I do is like cook frozen food for everybody and like put cartoons on and chill, then that's fine. And going into it like that without any of the pressure Mm. Is so much better for my brain than going in thinking, "Oh, I'm going to be really productive. I'm going to start writing my novel. I'm going to take photog- do photography every day. I'm going to do this many workouts." Blah blah blah. And then you're kind of just setting yourself up to feel like a failure, aren't you? If you don't do those things. So,
0: I feel like we've been quite lucky as well with the day that pretty much the lockdown was announced, or the date first day of lockdown was a beautiful winter crisp day with just piercing blue skies the air was so cold and fresh that's same again today it's just feels so I don't know It's just something about the air this time of year it just makes you feel so alive uh, it heightens all your senses almost it's just so nice whereas last lockdown when it first was announced I know it was summer but it was shitty weather it was like, you know, very gloomy and not very nice at all. So that does make a big difference, I think, to a lot of people.
2: I think it was just more of a shock the first time round yeah, as well. Yeah. Everyone was just navigating this completely mm. new thing that we all had to do and nobody knew what they were doing. And it just was a bit crazy with all the panic buying mm. and stuff. Whereas this time, I think people are like, okay, we did it before. Yeah. We kind of know what we're going into now.
0: It, one, of the, one of the byproducts of it, though, it, it has unleashed the karens it has unleashed the karens i think i I wanted to do a section in this podcast going forward where we play audios of karen's losing it called i've seen a couple of names um uh as i've got um karen height for fahrenheit karen height or karen geddon or just karen watch and and it's just karen geddon karen geddon yeah but uh but that's the thing i mean there are quite a lot of them that are unleashed who are just quite uh i don't know a little bit self righteous and, um, don't know, you know, you know what I mean? You get quite a few of them when you're out and about, sort of. I mostly get you.
2: them when I'm on my bike and it really mm. annoys me because I'm mm. like, I'm a very careful cyclist. I'm really yeah. mindful and it really annoys me when someone like shouts at me like, no cyclist or something. And I'm like, you're on a cycle path. But yeah, I don't yeah. say it in my head. I just like smile and cycle away because I'm like, you're wrong. And you're going to look on the floor and see that little bike symbol in a minute and be like, oh shit, I'm a dick. I was saying to Grayson the other day because, um, we, um, I went into the co-op near where we live with our eldest son, Grayson, who is six and a half. And he um, got told off by one of the people that worked in there who was stocking the shelves because he he touched a, a teddy. And obviously I've told him it's COVID, you can't touch yeah. anything, blah, blah, blah. But he's six. So he went over and like touched this kinder egg teddy and it kind of flopped over in the box and like came out of the box. And the guy in the supermarket was so angry angry about it and he, he, came really? up, he came up to me and he was like he's just he's just taking that teddy out of the box blah, blah blah and like Paul Grayson just stood there like i didn't mean to do it like and so i'd like obviously made him put it back and yeah. say sorry um and i was really apologetic like oh i'm really sorry it won't happen again kind yeah. of thing um and i kind of it's that killing with kindness thing where yeah. i could have easily just been like he's a kid yeah, like, yeah, yeah. don't yeah. be so harsh um and I was trying to kind of explain to Grayson on the way home, like some people are just like that. And the best thing that you can do is just be really polite and then get the hell out of there.
0: I remember so viscerally the two most embarrassing moments of my life. And one of them was that uh, reaction I have when people get angry at me, where I just laugh at them Um and it just makes them so much more angry. And it's such a shitty thing to do, I know. But I just get, instead of getting angry back, I'm like, I- I'm just going to laugh at you and make you even more angry. Because their anger is quite funny. Anyway, I do find that when people lose it, like, bloody idiot. I just find it quite funny that they can't control their emotions enough and they have to kind of, you know, mm. they just, they haven't learned to bottle them down. And I find that quite funny. But anyway, I uh, I was vespering home one day many years ago in, in London. And uh, a guy walked out in front of me and I kind of, he was like a few meters away from, the 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 zebra crossing uh so i kind of zebra
2: you're american now
0: what do they call it over here? Zebra. Zebra. Sorry, zebra crossing. <laughs> the zebra crossing. And I had to kind of put on my brakes, and I braked, and I was like, I got angry, and I said, like, "What the fuck!" Like, I got a bit flustered, and sort of like, gave him a flustered face. I said, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Something, and then he just started laughing at me, and I was like, "You don't do that. I'm the one that does the laughing thing." So I was like, "Right," and I started laughing back at him, and then he kept laughing at me, and I kept laughing at him, and we just kept laughing at each other, but not laughing in a way that we were really laughing, like we found it funny. Laughing in a way it was like it was really forced, like, ha, ha, like ha, really ha, condescending. Ha, 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 and we both started doing that, and it must have lasted for about a good twenty seconds before i just drove off and felt more i th- i'm sure he was just as embarrassed as i was it just went so badly wrong and i said so, oh it makes me shudder even think about it you got anything embarrassing embarrassing that's happened to you hannah Max?
2: um <laughs> and i mean i don't have a funny embarrassing story i don't think i remember the most embarrassing thing that ever happened to me What was that? but it's quite it still touches a nerve what? i think i was about 14 or something And I decided that I was going to try and uh, wax off my moustache by myself at home using my mum's like home VEAT kit. Um, never done it before. Didn't know how to wax. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. The wax strips are like massive, like the leg ones. <laughs> I put them on my face. Um, and so I gave myself a big old wax burn there. Ah. Right, obviously where my moustache was. And I've got really dark hair as well. So like I'm one of those girls. I've got to get rid of it. I can't yeah. have it. Um, because it's it's like a man's mustache. It's
0: like you're doing Movember all year round. Otherwise, isn't yes, it? yes. You know?
2: So I got I I personally choose to to get rid of it, and I have done from a young age. <laughs> but see, yeah, I did this uh, self waxing thing without anyone ever showing me how to do it. Gave myself this horrible red burn on my face. Had to go to school the next day. Went to an all girls uh, secondary school.
0: Did you not try and get out of going it to school? It was so
2: embarrassing. I tried to cover it up, but also had never really had much experience with makeup before either and I didn't have any of my own makeup so I kind of snuck into my mum's room that morning saw this like big like beige looking stick and just like tried to cover up the red with this (laughs) I I think it was like a concealer stick or something so it was like really cakey and it was on this burn so I had this like disgusting like thing all,
0: like, it yeah. was
2: horrible and I spent the whole day like trying to get away with like putting my head down and my <laughs> hair in front of, and then we we're in the changing rooms in, in PE and my friend Tara just said to me have you tried to wax your face and I was just like oh everyone was in there everyone heard I was mortified absolutely mortified
0: I've got another embarrassing story I just remembered another one go on then uh I think I've told you this one with the time I was I was in New York uh, with with an ex and she, oh, yeah. she thought I was going to propose to her uh, I think she thought that anyway. I'm sure she would have thought that. It felt like uh, all the signals. I
2: think there. that just makes the story a bit more extreme than it actually is. Anyway,
0: we were walking down, we went for some, I think it was like some Chinese food or something. And then we were walking down the street, and all of a sudden I kind of stopped and I was all nervous. And I turned and I looked at her, and I think she was like, Oh, well, you got something to say? And I was like, Yeah, I need to say something. And she's like, What? I was like, I've just shit my pants. <laughs> I had, I pooed my pants, I think I had something dodgy, a dodgy Chinese, and it just went straight through me, and I was, I, I didn't know what to do for the first while, I was like, do I, how do I carry on with the day, sightseeing, looking around, having a good time, pretending it's not there, or do I just confess, I had how to How
2: bad was it? Was it, it like runny, uh, it or? An, yeah,
0: it was like an explosion, I needed to get oh back my. to the hotel room and sort and sort things so out. So do
2: you think you could see it through your jeans?
0: Um, I don't, I, I probably would have got that, probably at the stage I was probably wearing like linen trousers knowing me, so probably yeah it would have seeped through and it would have been even worse did you
2: also have frosted tips
0: <laughs> i probably did at that about that Mm-mm. time yeah frosted tips oh, those look. were the days those were the days oh
2: that's like boy band era i miss boy band era do i know you? the It'll kids have uh what do you call it now what are Z- they called one Pop? one direction no
0: they got that other thing k-pop
2: oh yeah but it's not the same as a 90s boy band do you remember when they used to do routines they'd be yeah. like and girl bands used to do they'd it too all sit on
0: fucking stalls, everyone would have
2: a routine that was for a ballad
0: yeah, they get the stalls out for the ballad Love the stalls. Teams. Oh God, they were well in in suits and sit on a stall. God, I'm glad they don't do shit you should like have that, been now. that. A couple of gay guys once in Northern Ireland, who are my friends, invited me down to a Justin Timberlake concert, and I thought I'd go with them because I thought, well, that should be. Pa- I was single at the time, but I thought it'd be packed full of women, and I'd be the only straight man there. But I have never heard a sound as piercing and deafening as the sound I heard when Justin Timberlake walked out onto stage and went, "Does anybody here want to be my girlfriend?"
2: Why don't you be my, my girlfriend? Oh my god!
0: The sound—it was just the loudest noise I ever heard, and it was—it uh, was so painful. I had to put my head and uh, my hands on my ears and put my head between my legs because it was that painful. It was horrible.
2: I miss that era of celebrity, like that era where. You didn't really know anything about them other than what was published in a magazine like mm. they, they you kind of put them on this pedestal and mm. it's like you buy the CD and you see all the pictures in the CD read the, CD, read and the lyrics it, yeah. like yeah. I miss that I feel like a lot of nostalgia for that period Yeah. the Justin Timberlake and the Britney and
0: the Britney can we talk about Britney's Instagram oh. I only started recently following her. of
2: course we can talk about Britney you know, me, uh, I would love to talk about Britney
0: let's have a look at this I'm gonna open up watch it at one of her because she actually did a, a, a video the other day saying she's okay so I was to play the audio of that my uh
2: me and my uh, friend janine always pre COVID would have uh kitchen parties in her house where we'd just basically drink prosecco and dance dance on the bar stools to britney spears and it was like the best
0: 3.9 million views this has had hang on let me see if I can get it here here we are
2: a lot of people saying a lot of different things about me but i just want to let you guys know that i am fine
0: i'm the happiest i've ever been in my life and i'm sending all of you guys a lot of prayers wishes and um a lot of love so, yeah, that's just a video of her saying she's fine. Um, because I think some of the videos and the pictures that she's put up, you would assume that she's definitely not fine. I
1: felt like it was the beginning
0: of fall. I pulled out all of my jackets, and then the next day it was really hot. It was very confusing. Anyhow, this summer has been so much fun for me. I learned so much, I laughed so much, I swam so much. But the most important thing that I did learn was that life has so many spontaneous gifts at each moment. Sometimes we need to learn to slow down and learn how to embrace them all. Anyways, I hope your summer was as good as mine, and God bless you all. You see, I like what she's saying, but she looks like she's saying it under duress. Like, she looks like almost like she's being told to say that, and if she doesn't say it, like, her puppy's going to be killed. You know what I mean? She has a point. I do hope she's okay, and if she is, you know, swimming a lot and stuff that like she says and sorting out a wardrobe, good on her. I wonder
2: her. if that's her actual speaking voice.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing, the voice sound. Yeah, vo- I, it I can sounds see why like
2: almost... F-
0: I can see why acted, people would think know? there is more to this yeah. than than what there is. When you yeah. watch it, you think, "Oh, I hope she's okay."
2: Most of the time online, though, there is more to whatever it is you're seeing or watching. Yeah, it, it's not always just as black and white as it looks. Yeah, Grammy, you're Remember
0: that song? That was about Britney, wasn't it? Of
2: course, it? I remember that song. Grammy, you Oh, the damage is done. So I guess I believe. Okay, let's stop this now. <laughs> It's when your lip curls when you sing. I'm like, no, we need to stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: my
0: eyes get really slanty when I sing, like my mum.
2: Oh, I really want do, you to do, you know do an animation I mean, of that. Do you know
0: what I mean, though? So yeah, keep them keep them slanting until they both basically go vertical. <laughs> yeah, that's what my mum does when she sings. I always found it really cringy. Then I, I saw myself sing one, and so I was like, oh my God, i do the same thing. I'm never singing it again. Singing I always up, think I've
2: got a, quite an all right singing voice until I hear it back anywhere. Hmm. If I ever hear it back anywhere, then I'm like, God, I'm so shit. But you know when like you're in the car or you're in the shower. The car is a great place to sing. I also sing when I'm cycling. Do you ever do that?
0: Um, no, I don't. But the best place to sing normally is in a bathroom because acoustics are really nice in a bathroom. You've yeah. got lots of natural reverb in there.
2: I always sing when I'm cycling and I've got headphones in and I just sing really loudly and I sometimes forget that there's just normal people in the world just walking around having to listen to like a bite size of this crazy <laughs> woman on her bike going past singing. It's funny mm. when you get to an age, isn't it, where you want to like relive your youth through the music that you used to listen to that's something that's really nice to do in lockdown though is to like i find the thing for me in the last lockdown was that i've never really been a massive huge fan of cooking like i I don't have that much patience with Mm. it and i think having a family of four that you have to do three meals for every single day I just found it quite taxing didn't love it um but one of the ways that i found to kind of enjoy it a little bit more would be to put on like a cheesy playlist like the ultimate beach boys or a podcast or i don't know just something to kind of make it more that you're focusing on like singing or or learning something or whatever rather than just like the mundane act of like chopping food yeah
0: i was thinking the other day hannah just as a little thought experiment for you to think about in your quiet moments, is isn't it arrogant and a little bit egotistical that we assume that we are interesting enough to put two microphones in front of our mouths and talk for uh, an hour or so, And we assume that that's going to be so interesting that it goes up on a podcast and people are going to want to listen to it. That's quite arrogant. It's cringy
2: as fuck. It's cringy
0: and arrogant. (laughs) Yeah.
2: I mean, personally, I'm not expecting anyone to listen to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I just became acutely aware of that all of a sudden. I was like,
2: what? I do that thing, though, where I. I can't. There's a name for it, but I before i try anything new or start anything i kind of always would caveat it in my head with it's gonna fail so don't be disappointed when it fails type thing you know what i mean it's a really bad way to be in you kind of have to teach yourself to like unlearn those those thoughts yeah but that's what i do i'm like well i'll try it but no one will listen to it so it doesn't matter if it fails because i think it's gonna fail so do you know what i mean rather than going into something new and being like it's going to be so successful and I'll be able to quit mm. my job and mm. I never have that thought process.
0: Have you got any recommendations for this week, Hannah Maggs? Um,
2: Have I got any recommendations? I'm reading a couple of good books at the moment. I haven't finished either of them, but I'm reading them both alongside each other. I really like both of them. One is a book called Group by an author called Christy Tate. And it's basically about this woman who suffers from bulimia she has done for quite a long time and she starts going to this therapy group with six other people and she really doesn't want to go yeah so she she goes into this therapy group this these uh six other people and they basically are kind of learning to be each other's lifelines and using each other for support and the the guy who kind of is the therapist in the group tells them that you can't have any secrets in this group like he basically asks questions that make them feel really uncomfortable and they all have to be like truthful in front of each other Mm -hmm. um and so it's kind of about at the moment how each of the characters interacts with each other and how she feels having to kind of open up and a lot about her past and and her how she was kind of parented when she was younger and you kind of start to see like snippets of how her behavior was kind of stems from her relationship with her mother and it's it's so interesting it's i'd say for me it's quite a hard not hard read it's an easy read but bits of it are quite um like uncomfortable to to not challenging but you know when you something makes you just feel a bit like oh that's so sad or yeah, yeah. it's just a bit um i don't know just a difficult difficult few bits of it where okay. it, it just makes you feel sad for the character um so that's one book that i would recommend that i'm really enjoying at the moment and then i have another one called the end of the world running club which is a little bit cheesy um but i am really enjoying it it's about this man who he wakes up one day he's married with two kids wakes up one day puts his kid in a little sling takes him down to the shop and all of a sudden he realizes that there's like no people around and there's no birds and the shop's not open and basically overnight there have been like meteor attacks um in england and england basically goes into this post-apocalyptic state Mm -hmm. and that's where i've got to but he basically he has to learn to navigate how did he sleep through that the apocalypse i don't know we haven't got to that okay. but yeah i think he was heavily drinking the night oh, that okay. it happened
0: <laughs> God, waking up to that with
2: you, <laughs> um but yeah that's really good so far and it's quite um apt it's quite a nice read if you like to read things that are kind of similar to what we're going through but fictionalized okay. yeah. heavily um but yeah i'm really enjoying those two things
0: speaking of drinking heavily and uh, sleeping after drinking heavily Uh, i've been drinking since i was god man like 13 i think what happens is as you get older is that the hangovers just last longer so the hangovers go from you know when you're a kid you just get up and you carry on with your day maybe a couple of hours you're fine and it gets longer and longer and longer until when you get to about you know late 30s for me anyway it was like they were extended to two days and then they went up to three day hangovers three days and then so what i would do is i'd be like well i love booze so much that what i'll do is i'll just deal with a three-day hangover and that, that's it it's fine it's the it's the it's the compromise and i'll handle that and i'll deal with it however what my body did then was like okay this clearly isn't working Steph. so what i'm going to do now is i'm not just going to give you 3 day hangovers but i'm going to give you 3 a.m. crippling anxiety so you just and and depression at like 3 3 a.m. so i'd wake up either super down or super anxious that for me is just like a deal breaker i'm like i cannot deal with that i can deal with your hangovers i can't deal with that and so minute the minute i quit alcohol is the minute that stops happening i'll sleep soundly through the night when i don't drink um so that's that's one of the driving factors to why i'm taking these big breaks now from alcohol there's
2: so many like chemical reasons why alcohol is bad for your sleep
0: mm, mm, there really is and you can go you can go deep with it as well there's some good articles on medium the website about that and
2: i remember the first time we did sober october and we kind of looked into a few benefits that you would get from a month free booze and um that it was just like the list was like never ending and then it almost got to the point where we hadn't even done it yet and i think i was like god this is so bad why am i doing this to Mm. myself like why am i treating my body like this i'm basically torturing my body Mm. But then obviously you kind of finish it and your friends are like, oh, do you want to go for dinner? And you're like, oh, I'll just yeah. have a glass of wine. And then you go back into it for a little bit. And it's just so good to take the breaks, though. Yeah, it really is. Um, and I feel like specifically over this lockdown period, I think it's a, it's a good to have a challenge. It's good to kind of show that you can have a bit of um, restraint. And also because it's a depressant and the world is quite mm. depressing right now. It's like, don't just don't go heavier into the... Yeah depression
0: yeah true yeah my recommendation is something we watched last night uh on netflix uh i found it fascinating it was really good yeah it's called human nature um and it's uh it's all about breakthrough science um uh, basically about CRISPR technology and the morality and the questions that come with um engineering your dna and it's a tricky subject to talk about a lot of people don't agree with it don't think you should leave uh, let us play god as uh, essentially or uh, some people think you know well if you could cure if you could ensure my kid doesn't have leukemia or any kind of other illness then surely why would you not choose to have that
2: learning about the 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 science behind all of that was oh my god and they did it really well in that they made it really visual Mm -hmm. so you weren't just listening to them explain it it was like they did a good kind of of put in front of you so that your brain can be like oh okay that makes sense i mean
0: i was even like struggling i was huffing and puffing trying to keep up with a lot of what they were Mm -hmm. saying because i was like well how does that work how does that protein do that and i don't understand you've got to keep watching
2: it though because a lot of the stuff that they say at the beginning kind of makes sense in the middle yeah yeah
0: you're right yeah imagine a doctor sitting opposite you saying right i've taken out I've 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 isolated the gene where that we can remove so they're not susceptible to this particular type of uh, illness or disease or whatever. So we're going to remove that. But also, uh, I've also found the one for the, uh, the height. Do, do you guys want to... I was just, well, just do asking. Wanna, do, you, do you want to go, go tall or, you know, if it's up to you? Oh, yeah. Oh, and also I've got one here for eye colour. Yeah, Which, that's when green. it gets
2: like... Oh, can you do that? But one of the scientists was saying how different people prioritise different things hmm. so like you'd have a parent who would who would be a scientist and and want their children to be really clever and they'd want that to somehow be genetically yeah. installed in them and then other parents might want to go for more of like an aesthetically pleasing child or, or yeah or athletic or something yeah, yeah yeah everybody kind of picks different things it's not one kind of formula that would suit every child person and in every kind of lifestyle the other thing that they've got the problem that they've got with it is that if they're taking out all of the big killers and all of the diseases then you've got a a massive population problem and where do you put all those humans if everyone's going to live longer because they don't get ill and die like essentially people probably live till they're like 120 or something right if they didn't have any diseases and, and their genes were all perfect it's like when they said are they, are that, are all going to go live on the moon or something? When like, they said
0: that, did you do you remember what they shot? What the what they shot? They said that um, where are we going to put all these people? And then there was an image on the screen. Did you see what they put? No, uh, Mars. They put Mars on the screen. They no, didn't say yeah. anything about that. But they my just sister sort of put said
2: that. something about that um, recently. That she'd she'd read somewhere or heard something somewhere that they um, are talking about like trying to make other planets like terraform for us
0: yeah terraform planets by nuking them (laughs) i think that was one of the plans but uh um i don't know i think and they were also talking about how you could genetically engineer people through dna to enable them to travel very long distances so they might live for a few hundred years Mm. so they could live a few hundred you know a few hundred years to travel to a different planet you know put them on a space shuttle and carry you know can you
2: imagine living for a few hundred years though i don't know if i'd want that maybe like give me like 150 years where i have like the body of a 25 year old Mm. and like the the would be yeah. like the mental age that I actually am yeah that would be great I'd, yeah. I'd go for that but not for a few hundred years I'd be like oh god what do I do today I've done everything now
0: speaking of um space travel though does it not confuse you a little bit or you go like hang on a minute what's going on here you know the way they always brag about the fact that like they got to the moon on basically a computer that had the power of a calculator that's what they always say. Oh, mm. it had the, power, the same power as a calculator you got to the moon. It's like, okay, and that was 60 years ago. Why the fuck with our computers now then are we not on the moon every weekend? Why is there not? Um, we should...
2: wh- what's the reason to because go Because te- look how Just fast and rapidly to technology evolves. there.
0: <laughs> oh my God, imagine bouncing around on the moon.
2: Yeah, you'd fa- find it fun for like an hour and then you'd be like, right, where should we eat tonight? <laughs> yeah, they put
0: a Soho moon house up there. It'd be lovely. An outdoor pool. How would that work? An outdoor f- pool. Yeah, I don't know. There'd be nice hotels and stuff you could go and stay in, underground bunkers and stuff you could check out. It'd be lovely. You could see the earth and be like, look, we live down there. How humbling is that? Aren't we so insignificant in the grand scheme of things? No, I don't know. I think think we should be up there uh, at least, you know, once a year just to kind of have a little trip. And I can't believe... The way technology has evolved so much over the past 60 years. I mean, we're in a different world now compared to where we're 60 years There will
2: definitely be a reason why they don't do that.
0: Well, it makes me think maybe we we didn't do it in the bloody first place.
2: We fucked our own planet up so much that they're probably like, let's Mm. just not let humans go on this one.
0: (laughs) You know what we should do, though? I think, I don't know why they don't do this. We can look into the depths of the universe with our telescopes. We've got ones that are huge. Why don't we just point it at the moon and look at the bit where they planted the flag? And we could see a flag on it, and we'd know. Well, okay, well, we did do it then, and every all the speculation would disappear. Why haven't they done that? See all these questions, you see. Who
2: is they, Steph? Who do you, who are you going to write your angry le- angry letter to? I'm
0: writing to the Times. I'm writing an angry letter <laughs> to the Times.
2: <laughs> Tell me the truth.
0: I, I know there is always, Whenever you say they, you'd always think about these kind of sinister, like old white men, mm-hmm. don't you? In this back in this office somewhere with you know big you know jowls and
2: covering up loads of stuff. yeah sweaty
0: palms, <laughs> covering up all the yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah they but um no so I think I think we should pretty much wrap it up there Hannah Mags because we have been talking for well a very long time
2: I know I feel like I need to go and stretch
0: yeah we got to do we got to do a quarantine workout now don't we yeah we do we got yeah. to do a
2: quick quarantine workout
0: no oh, I don't want to do it quickly oh well, take my time with this let's do it later then. yeah let's do it later yeah okay well thank you so much for getting to the end of this week's podcast we've loved having a chat uh to each other and to you I hope uh, you've had a had a lovely experience. <laughs> I never know. I hope everyone's alright
2: and everyone's just doing what they can to kind of I just keep... burped sorry.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: got a quarantine with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. Anyway, I hope everyone's feeling alright and that we provided you with a little bit of escapism in your week. And we'll see you all for another podcast. Next week. Next week.
0: Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to us, stupid fucking selves. Bye.
2: Bye. I cannot listen to that one more time. You have I to change that.
0: It. I fucking know, it's thing. horrible. i got to change it.